thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Ladies, welcome back to Wellness Women Radio, your weekly women's health podcast. You're here with Andrea and Ashley. And today we are sitting in another hotel room with another strange man, or, or not, not so strange, who just so happens to not be our partners. Um, but today we have an absolutely incredible guest. I'm not going to give it away because I'm going to let Ashley do him justice and, and introduce our guest today. Well, we're really honoured to have this gentleman because he comes from a background where health has been a normal part of his life. And for a lot of us, you know, it's, it's normal and expected to have sickness and to be unwell and to have childhood uh, illnesses. But this gentleman grew up in a space in a world where health is the norm and sickness is the abnorm. And to start uh, from where he was at and to where he is right now is a beautiful journey and an incredible story. And we're introducing you today to the amazing Tyler Tolman. And uh, welcome, Tyler. Dum da da Thanks for having me. Um, and Tyler, you kind of come from health royalty, right? So you're the son of Don Tolman. Do you get sick of being referenced to him, or is you just so used to it now? Well, you know, a lot of people think I come from like a healthy childhood, but I actually yeah. don't. I was raised with my mother, standard American diet, McDonald's, and regular foods and schooling and all that. But it started to take a major effect on me when I was about 12 or 13. My mom sent me to stay with my dad because she thought my dad would be a really good influence. So that's where I saw my dad performing like fasting retreats and helping people that were chronically ill, Ill to heal from sickness. And that really inspired me. Yeah, so that's definitely. So I did have kind of that other end of the spectrum you know ah, so the journey began really at 12 years old when yeah. you got exposed to a new way of doing things and that's yes. where the transition occurred yeah and i think you know i'm one of 11 brothers and sisters as well so oh, i'm so the only one that's really taken the torch and like running with it and maybe it's because i had that other uh experience whereas a lot of my brothers and sisters nowadays were raised with my dad and so they've been exposed to it the whole time so maybe they don't appreciate it as much being healthy and not dealing with sickness because they've never kind of understood that side of it, right? And Tyler, was there a moment when, so you obviously weren't uh, raised initially with these sort of health principles that we'll talk about a little bit mm. later, but was there a moment when everything kind of switched for you when you went, uh-huh, I get it now? Yeah. Because for kids, especially growing up, you know, in, in Western society, they want to eat the McDonald's, they want to eat the, mm. the burgers and, and, you know, that, that typical sad American or Australian diet, um, we can mm. certainly make reference to that as well because it's marketed so cleverly and mm. it is made to taste so good. So yeah. was there was there a moment when that happened? Yeah, there was definitely a big moment. Um, I spent summers, so I went to the regular, you know, standard American schooling mm -hmm. during the regular year. And then in the summer, my mom was sending me off to be with my dad. And so I had these exposures of like eating out of the garden and fresh fruits and vegetables. Everything my dad made was fresh. You know, they milk goats and they had their own chickens and all these types of things. So it was all very different and very exciting at the same time because I actually knew what they were doing. They put together really healthy foods, good foods. It tasted really nice. But the moment was actually when I was 16, so I'd had multiple experience. And then, you know, I was smoking cigarettes, I was drinking alcohol, and I was hanging out with my friends and doing really stupid things in Spokane, Washington. 
and I just got to a place of like extreme depression. Mm -hmm. And so I actually reached a point where I was actually deciding if I wanted to live or not because I just had wow. some major, like I was kicked out of school for drugs. I tried to get a job, got, you know, fired from a couple of places and this is 16 and a half, 17 years old. So that's when it all kind of clicked. And I realized, wow, like I'm a very different person when I'm staying with my dad and living all these things and out on this beautiful property and all that. And he's a very energetic, amazing person. But even though I was exposed to it, it never really clicked for me until I got to a really bad place. And I made a decision, you know what? I want to change my life. I want to do something different. And I called him crying a bit. And he said, look, I'll buy you a ticket. You can come live with me tomorrow. So it was like kind of in just one moment where I said, you know what, I'm going to completely change. I stopped smoking cigarettes, stopped drinking alcohol, stopped doing all these things that I was doing with a little bit of drugs and, and dietarily obviously making big shifts as well. I didn't become a complete vegetarian right away, mm -hmm. but it was that one point where I said I'm, I'm willing to fully just leave all this behind and go live with my dad and start something new. And then it was probably like six to eight months of him educating me and sharing things and doing stuff. And eating really healthily and sneaking away to the burger barn and having burgers and chicken tacos <laughs> and things like this, that one day it actually just clicked. And I was by myself and I was eating, I remember, a chicken taco with some sauce and I was just, you know, eating this thing kind of unconsciously in the corner of my little private time, right? And I just had this, like, enlightening moment of the flesh going down my throat and I fully just connected with, like, the dead animal. And I, I had this, like full-on like anime experience of like a vision of the animals and the antibiotics and the crap and i got really sick it mm -hmm. made me it actually made me physically ill and i put it down like went outside of this place called the burger barn and i felt like i was gonna puke and then i had that aha moment where i was like oh my god i'm actually one of these you know weirdo vegetarians now <laughs> and I realized at that point, like, I'll never eat meat again because I can't believe how I just felt eating it. And now I get it, right? So yeah. I did have that kind of, like, a couple points in my life where there were some big shifts um, in that direction. And I think that's an important part of transition is that we've all got to get to a point of usually pain of some sort mm. or frustration to drive us towards a new way of seeing things or a new way of yeah. being or to go and look out and seek people just like yourself now to yeah. guide us in that direction. And that's obviously a lot of you girls listening are feeling that way too because we're all trying to tune in and connect with people that resonate with the journey we want to be on. And at the moment you're doing some amazing things because you're actually doing a tour here through Australia, which we're really excited about because a lot of you ladies listening know now you'll be able to actually connect with Tyler and go and see him Yay. live and uh, and actually get the, the real deal experience by being there in person with him and, uh, and going through the journey, not just in half an hour today but in a much longer experience that you give tell us a little bit about what some of the things are that i guess people come to you for that you're well known for cleansing juice fasting um, raw food retreats there's a lot of things you do if someone wants to start and they've never done any form of, of lifestyle transitional change yet where should they start well inspiration and education is key so, you know, if somebody is feeling sick, having a hormonal imbalance or digestive condition or a skin condition or mental disorder or something going on or just chronic fatigue and having some issues where they know something's just not right, it's about really getting educated and looking at your options and seeing what really resonates for you, listening to your intuition and, and, and looking at, okay, well, who's actually getting success? Because we can go to a qualified practitioner, but unless they have people that they've worked with, with a similar 
condition, you can see time after time they're gaining success and these people are willing to say, yeah, you know, I had this major hormonal imbalance and I went to this person, this is exactly what I did and it worked and look at me now. If you don't have that, then it's like, it's all speculation, it's all guesswork, even for naturopaths and doctors and for all these people, they got medications, they got herbs, they got these different things. But unless you've had a radical transformation and you've been able to reproduce that time and time again, then even for me, in certain cases, when people are coming to me with things that I haven't dealt with before, I can only speculate about my potential success and say, well, this person had something similar, this person had something similar, I'm guessing that you would heal too, but I don't know until you do it and become my case study, right? Uh, but there are, are those cases where people had radical turnaround, and so it's documentation and keeping track of that. So. You know, if somebody's dealing with something, they come and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. It'd be great to say, well, here's this person and this person and this person and this is what they've done. This person lives in Melbourne. This person lives in Perth. You can call them. You can send them a Facebook message. You can go have a sit down and have a conversation uh, to maybe inspire you to really take the next steps towards gaining that education and then obviously getting a plan in place, right? Well, you'd hate to be a health practitioner in Australia because we're not allowed to use testimonials. <laughs> so oh, really? you, uh, you get away with wow. something that, unfortunately, we're, we're held to practice licenses for. Wow. So, so yeah. I've never yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that doesn't t- take away any of that skill or that knowledge because this is yeah. something you've acquired through personal journey, through incredible depths of research. And mm. they say, you know, if you read a thousand hours on any topic, you get close to becoming an expert on it because it requires such a degree to go through that and use an inquiring mind to filter out the crap basically yeah. doesn't it and when you go into all that depth of education and apply it time and time again there's that wisdom that's gained through the actual practical application of the education that I believe gives you so much more wisdom towards what you're working towards because you know you can read about how to change a tire but until you actually do it it's a completely different experience and you may be successful or you may not be successful. Yeah, and that's the contrast between what they call evidence-based practice, mm. um, which is what a lot of universities like to teach, compared mm. to practice-based evidence. And that's something that only the, the hands-on, face-to-face, experiential uh, mm. learning does. And your retreats must go through this all the time. I'd love you to share with our listeners, um, I guess, one journey that you've witnessed that really made you, you say, wow, like, you know, what's something that really made you drop the penny and say, this stuff works. If that yeah. can heal, then what's possible? I mean, what's that's really, it's unlimited. Yeah, well, I guess it starts with a woman. Her name was Jennifer Ritchie. And the cool thing about this, if you're listening, is Jennifer Ritchie, just how it sounds, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Ritchie, R-I-T-C-H-I-E. You can look it up on YouTube. And we have an actual documentary put together with her physical therapist, her doctor, and all the people just to verify you know, what she actually went through. This woman was actually pushed off of a two-story building at a party um, when she was drinking. Really inspirational woman. And she shattered, you know, part of her spine, a few discs. And she went in and they decided to perform what's called an iatrogenic surgery. So they actually cut function in order to save function. So they severed her spine and they put in titanium rods and the whole thing. And, you know... Basically, when you cut the spine, it can never function again. It's an impossibility. You can't regrow the spine, according to medical research and science. Mm-hmm. So her case was one that she'll never walk again, and now she's on you know stool softeners and you know all kinds of laxatives and you know heaps of pills. And you watch the video. This woman's like tiny, um, and is spending a big portion of the day just trying to go poo, right? 
Um, so not really a life, like really just, you know, trying to survive. And the woman actually said she had clairvoyant dreams of my father, this guy with a mustache. <laughs> and my father actually went and met with her and talked about the power of fasting and the power of our body to produce what are called embryonic style stem cells and how our body can regenerate itself when we get out of the way and we stop the toxicity and we stop all these things that we're putting in. This woman was so inspired that she actually did a self-imposed 40-day water fast. Now I'm talking about a woman who's already thin and in a massive bad place, stopped the medications, did a self-imposed 40-day water fast, then started to consume Pulse, which is a product we were making out of you know dried fruits, nuts and seeds, and basic things. Uh, comes from the Bible. And she was consuming aloe vera and like berry smoothies. And she did that for a very extended period of time. But the cool thing was that she started wiggling her toe, which is an impossibility. Totally impossible to wiggle your toe. And so once she wiggled her toe, she realized, oh, I can do this. I can totally get back. And this woman, her drive uh, is quite fantastic to watch. So the doctor's like, oh my God, she's wiggling her toe. But it'll never be more than that. You can't ever do more than wiggle your toe. And then she started, you know, moving a little bit. And they're like, oh, well, that's great, but you'll never get past that. And then she actually went to physical therapy and they put her in these harnesses and she's in the water moving her body. And they're like, oh my God, this is a miracle, but you know, you never do more than that. And then she got to the point where she was actually, you know, walking funny and they put on these, you know, leg braces and everything. Well, you've done great, but you'll be in these leg braces for the rest of your life. And she just kept cracking on and cracking on and cracking on until she literally took off the braces and ran a marathon. That so is that, incredible. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. So that case for me is what put me over the edge with fasting can heal a lot. The possibility. The possibilities. Okay, can we tease that out a little bit? So why is that? Why is that? Why is it that fasting can heal so much? I know you talked mm -hmm. about the embryonic stem cells. Yeah. Can you sort of unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah, so every mammal, just to give you an idea, when mammals in nature get injured, they do a fast. Yeah. So if a, a dog or a cat or a horse or a lion or something gets injured, breaks its leg, whatever, you know, a gazelle, it'll go lay down, it'll drink water, it'll stop. So what happens is a lot of the capacity of our body's ability to heal itself is used up in the process of digestion. You know, I would say don't quote me, but like 80% of our body's energy is actually used to digest food constantly, morning, noon, and night. Uh, most people realize this, like I could go run around a building, I could go run 10Ks and afterwards I still have energy and feel really good. You give me a big fat steak and I eat that, give me 20, 30 minutes and I'm knocked out. Like it takes more energy to eat a steak for me than it would to run 10Ks. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So all this energy is freed up. Not only is the energy freed up, but now my body goes from a process of digestion into detoxification. So my body's always working to digest and break down foods for nutrients and to get rid of the excess waste. All of a sudden I stop, you know, my liver, my digestive system, everything says, oh, you know, hey, we don't have this big heap of stuff coming in. Let's take the time to sweep out the garbage, clean the house, get rid of excess toxins from the cells. There's all the science to back this up, by the way, and I can share all the science on it. And which is really cool because I used to share this 10 years ago and there was no science to back it up so people just had to believe me, but now there's heaps of research. So our body cleans out all the toxic metabolic accumulation within each one of the cells. Our organs go into detoxification and our body goes into a process called ketosis, which is breaking down fats. When we break down fats at a fast level, our body produces what are called embryonic style 
stem cells which have what's called pluripotency. So as these stem cells are generated in the body, they have the ability to take the place of any weakened or dead cell or damaged tissue in the body. So in the example of, of this woman, Jennifer Ritchie, as she was fasting, the as even the little bit of fat she had that was breaking down was producing these embryonic style stem cells. After about 48 to 72 hours, there's an enzyme called PKA that gets suppressed, which is the thing that prevents stem cells from uptaking which is why if you go to stem cell technology, they got to poison your immune system before they do it. Mm -hmm. But this all happens naturally when you fast. So by her just laying there and fasting, these stem cells literally started to go into her nervous system and regrow the actual nervous fibers and myelin sheaths around the nervous system and everything and repairing even the bone and the cartilage and all these beautiful things, which most people believe is impossible only because most people will never go a day without food. And it requires going more than three days without food. And in fact, the longer you go, the better off you are for major chronic conditions or for major injuries. So essentially, that's what's happening. And the body also goes through a process called autolysis, also a scientific term. When we're not bringing in proteins into the body, our body requires a certain level of amino acids and proteins to maintain our muscle mass and our organ structures. So what it does is it deconstructs excess foreign protein in the body. Well, excess foreign protein is, let's say I've cut my knee open, I've got this big fat scar and all the scar tissue. That scar tissue is excess stored proteins and fats and different things. So the body will go in and deconstruct it. So scars literally heal. People have skin tags and moles and excess growths on the exterior of their body, which you can literally watch them go away. I've had women with skin tags all over their neck, they do a water fast and they all disappear and you can't even tell they ever had them. So all that protein is being broken down. It's almost like little rooms stored in different places in case you ever have to fast and then the body takes it and it burns it and it uses it. Well, tumors, cysts, uh, polyps, superfluous tissue and different things inside of your body all get used up and burned for fuel to maintain lean muscle mass. So essentially it's like all this, the body cells clean themselves out, your endocrine system gets reset, um, your body, your digestive system heals, it has a big break. Obviously there's lots of protocols that need to be followed to support detoxification through defecation, which is pooing, urination, which is peeing, drinking enough water, uh, respiration, which is breathing exercises to you know oxygenate, alkalize the body and perspiration, so maybe getting in saunas and sweating and doing skin cleaning exercises to open the skin because when the body goes into these heightened states of detoxification, if you're really toxic, that's going to make you more toxic. So if you're not really supporting all this elimination, then that's where people could you know, really get into a bad place and into a bad way. I'm glad is, you mentioned that because that's a cautionary tale. A lot of people will just go mm. find something online, just try it yeah, and totally. wonder why they I guess fail at it because they feel worse than they did before. They often quit before they've even finished the program because they yeah. feel terrible and think something terrible is happening to them. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, and I know I've had this question in my office as well, um, didn't work for me, it was terrible, it made me feel worse, yeah. it can't be good for you. And I, I said, well, hang on, let's talk about how and why you did that. Yeah. And you've just explained an incredibly important thing that uh, I guess we really love our listeners to know, and that is that it's a process, there's a protocol to it. Yeah. It's not just a try this and see how it goes. Yeah, so it's good to understand the side effects and what's actually taking place. Because when the body detoxifies, a lot of time it'll gather toxins from the liver and push it into the stomach and cause a nauseous response so that you puke. 
And so people will actually come to my 30-day program. You know, I had one woman that came there, for example, with Lyme disease, and she was two years, lost her job, staying at home, neurological, massive pain all through her body. And she'd get all nauseous, like, oh, I got to puke, I got to puke, what do I do, what do I do? I'm like, well, here, drink some water, stick your finger down your throat and puke. And I would sit there with her and, you know, pat her on the back while she's puking. And then she's like, oh my God, I feel so much better, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, your body's, you know, releasing bile, gathering all these toxins and then ejecting it out, either through diarrhea or through vomiting and these sorts of things. And that's the, the way the body naturally cleans. So if you ever feel nauseous and you need to puke, support the process. Because the body, you know, maybe you ate something that's really toxic and the body wants to eject it. But what most people do is anti-nausea medications. They put a toxic medication on top of the crap the body's trying to get rid of, you know, and then they get diarrhea and then they take an anti-diarrhea medication to dry it all up. And then we wonder why the body starts to manifest, you know, cancers and tumors and all these sorts of things because we're trying to suppress every way that the body's naturally trying to eliminate something. You know, people get a rash and that's the body's way of pushing things out through the skin. And then people put steroid topicals and force it, you know, back into the tissues. And yeah, it's just quite shocking. But my job is to educate people with how to support uh, themselves and even how to identify and make sure they're not deficient before they start a fast. You know, you can do blood chemistries and make sure that, you know, you're a candidate for fasting. We do that for all the clients that come for the extended fasting programs. Um, they're highly monitored. Would there be anybody who wasn't a candidate or were there are specific parameters? Yeah, so when somebody's deficient in B12 or somebody's deficient in very specific minerals or vitamins, mm -hmm. then we would have to build them up for a period of time before they'd be able to go on an extended fast. But the build-up process can happen very quickly, you know, if the person's conscious and they can actually drink juices and eat certain kinds of foods. This is why I require like 30 days prior to my 30-day program in order to make sure that they're doing everything properly. We do a blood test initially, and then we'll do another blood test just before we actually start the program in Bali. And then my program typically is 21 days on water. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Can we just kind of debunk a few myths around fasting? Because I know that there's so much information out there yeah. in the media about, you know, whether it's good, it's bad. A conventional old school nutrition, you know, mm -hmm. tells us that we've got to eat, you know, three major meals and two snacks or six times a day because this, you know, drives our metabolism and we need to keep our metabolism going mm -hmm. and all of those sorts of things. Can you just debunk that for us for a minute? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. So essentially, we have naturopaths, nutritionists, doctors, and people saying, oh, don't fast, that'll ruin your metabolism. They have no scientific basis for that. They're just saying it because it's not within their field of education and understanding. So unfortunately, they're very uneducated on the actual process of what takes place in the body. Fasting is the only way to actually raise our base level metabolism naturally. And there's actual research, not just me saying it, there's a place called Whole Biological Laboratories at the University of Chicago, who's published heaps of research on fasting dogs, cats, and humans, thankfully. So they actually fast humans for extended period of, periods of time. They do blood work, and they find out that people that are not deficient when they start a fast can go anywhere from 60 to 90 days of complete water fasting before it's considered what's called human starvation. Starvation is a very detrimental experience where people could die. That doesn't start, like I said, typically for 60 to 90 days after commencing a water fast. 
Now, I personally would never fast anybody for 60 to 90 days on water. Uh, I think that that's not a good thing to do. Uh, but just to give you an idea that when someone is not mineral or nutrient deficient, they have enough fat stores. Even someone who's quite thin typically has 10 to 16% body fat, which can carry them 60 to 90 days. And when I say 60 to 90, it's actually more like 90 days or more, mm -hmm. right? But anybody listening to this, I wouldn't recommend fasting for that long. I don't, you know, my dad fasted five times, 40 days on water, and I don't even recommend going that long. So 21 days is highly, highly safe when following specific protocols and making sure you're you know a candidate and you know you're not deficient prior to starting a fast so whole biological laboratories when they did studies essentially what they did is they fasted um a man for i believe it was was it two 30 days this specific study was 30 days so what they did is they measured his basal metabolism his base rate metabolism and then they put them onto a 30-day fast, and what they found was an actual 6 to 7% increase in actual base metabolism. Now, anyone listening to this, 6 to 7% doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually massive. And what I mean by that is, let's take me, for example, I'm 36 years young, and about 35, 36 is when our metabolism will start to naturally drop. Now, exercise and certain things boost our metabolism. That's just kind of like a superficial way to boost it. The actual base metabolism will start to drop at about 35, and we might lose only 1% like every three to five years. So 10 years could be like two to 3%. 20 years might be four or five, six, you know, 30 years. So by the time I'm 65, 70, I've had a drop of maybe five or 6% in my base metabolism, which equates to the body not being able to uh, rebuild and renew itself at a five to six percent decrease, which is actually a really big deal, and it starts to create you know aging and, and leading towards death. So what I'm saying is a 30-day fast has the potential to reset our metabolism and reverse aging by about 20 years which is phenomenal oh gosh ladies listening i think we all want uh definitely to get in with that action because uh given the amount of wasted money on uh, superficial and external cosmetics to try and make us look younger um, health and healing comes mm. from within and that's exactly what tyler's all about and certainly the things that we discuss often on this show and uh, to anyone who's new and listening to us then please go backwards and have a tune into some of the other episodes because there's a lot there that i'm sure you'll get some scope as to why we're having this conversation with Tyler today. Um, Tyler, you just nailed on the word longevity. You're in Australia to do a longevity tour. Love you to tell us a little bit about it. You're hitting all the major cities in Australia, which is exciting. You were just in Perth last night, and uh, I know that a lot of our clients popped in, so we can't wait to see what they're going to do in their lifestyle in the next uh, 6, 12, 18 months, and hopefully the rest of their days. That's included some of your practices and principles. Tell us about the tour. Yeah, so I'm super excited. It's called the Longevity Tour. Um, we're going to many cities, obviously starting here in Perth. Just did that last night. It was amazing, great energy. Uh, we were dancing, having a good time, and then there was a lot of really good education, inspirational moments. Um, I asked some of the people in the audience just to share why they came, and there were some pretty cool stories there. Um, then I shared a lot of the science and then also a lot of the success with clients that I've had in the past. Um, and then, yeah, I'll be in Brisbane, I'll be on the Gold Coast, I'll be in Melbourne, I'll be in Hobart, I'll be in Adelaide, and I'll also be in Young. 
I'll be speaking at the Vegan Fest in Adelaide coming up as well. And there's lots of other little kind of things happening in between here and there. So you're not hitting our Australian capital territory, the uh, Canberra? No, 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 no Canberra. They'll have to drive up to Young, which is a big city that they'll have to come check out. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, or Sydney. Oh, I'm in Sydney too. I would hope so. <laughs> and, and what sort of things can they expect when they're coming along to the tour? Yeah, so, you know, I like to just share with people that I don't have any agenda and it's an open forum conversation. It lasts for about two to two and a half hours. Uh, and what I do is just share a little bit of my background and how I was raised and what I experienced with my dad being kind of this health and fasting guru and some of his successes. Uh, and then what I'm actually doing now. And I share some of the science around whole foods and its ability, certain things to to boost longevity, certain things to heal us and heal certain organs, which also relate to you know some of the lines on our face and things like this. How to identify disease by looking into the eyes and looking at the face and looking at posture and so people know when they're off track even though they might not be experiencing pain or issues mm -hmm. they could be off track depending on their constitution people with a strong constitution never have pain they feel good all the time but they could actually be in a really bad way and then people with a weak constitution might manifest all kinds of stuff all the time because it's a weak constitution but then they get clear about what they can and can't eat uh, so we have those conversations and then I share a lot of the science of fasting and we talk about lifestyle principles and things that you can modify um, just to be healthier in general every day. I answer a lot of questions so the tour is based on the crowd and what people are asking and I kind of go off on tangents awesome. if people are asking about diabetes or asking about strength training or if they're asking about intermittent fasting things like that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's a lot of fun, and I think you know overall people are generally excited and feel really good about the experience. Awesome. Now, just before we we sort of close up here, there's just one other thing, and I know we can't move away from this. Every episode, we're always talking about women's hormones. It's my most favorite topic. Um, yeah. Tyler, some concerns that I've had from different practitioners about fasting, especially for women who are cycling, mm -hmm. um, is that I, I mean, you know, they're, they're menstruating rather than they're cycling fasting or things like that. Yeah. Is that um, fasting can actually uh, halt ovulation and, and a few other things? Mm -hmm. How would you respond to that? Yeah, absolutely it does. If you do a fast, it resets your endocrine system, mm -hmm. which is the pineal, pituitary, thyroid, thalamus, adrenal glands, and there's a few others. But I would say that most women these days have imbalances in the thyroid, mm -hmm. have imbalances in the pituitary and other things uh, based on plasticizers, based on pesticides and herbicides, based on environmental toxicities and even hormones that they're getting from their food in the form of estrogens and different things. Mm -hmm. So when you do a fast, you're actually cleansing the receptor sites of the cells and re resetting the endocrine system. It typically takes about 10 days for a full kind of like system reset when it comes to the endocrine system. So I do understand that, you know, if you do a fast, yes, your cycle is going to be thrown off. You know, you might skip a month or even two months and then restart that whole cycle again. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some really profound things that are taking place through that process and that system reset that are taking place. And I find that human growth hormone and all these other beautiful hormones that kick up, people end up feeling a lot better, being able to put on good healthy weight, being able to lose weight. Um, and you know, it's not just fasting, it's looking at our lifestyle, making sure we're sleeping enough and getting enough rest, making sure we're not stressed out, making sure we are avoiding the toxic things. Um, and the certain kinds of foods that would be adding, you know, estrogen and other types mm -hmm. of 
things that aren't good. But the, yeah, like I said, the fast cleans out a lot of those toxic accumulation within the cells. So then it gives us that opportunity to reset and hopefully, you know, live a better lifestyle, eat healthier, make better choices. Awesome. Ladies, I hope that you have enjoyed this incredible wealth of knowledge that is Tyler Tolman today. Um, Tyler, for everybody who wants to find out more information about the tour and about you and even um, for women who maybe they can't, you know, travel over to Bali to do one of your retreats, mm-hmm. where can they get more information to get on board? Yeah, it's just tylertolman.com, T-Y-L-E-R-T-O-L-M-A-N.com. And we have free online uh, fasting programs with protocols. We have articles. We have videos. I recommend just checking it out and maybe come along to a tour and see you soon. Great. And ladies, we'll certainly uh, put all of these links up on Facebook and on our social media so you can find them directly. Um, Tyler, Tyler, thank you so much. I just I think it's uh, wonderful for us because this is a journey that we love to share. You ladies listening are on that same journey as we are. Um, there's never a time to stop learning and you're exploring that constantly. And like you said, as the science emerges, there's more and more to support the wonderful things that you're doing. So um, we look forward to the years ahead, just more and more proof in the basket to say, hey, this works, get on board. It's never too late to change. I think that's another really key indicator that it's just never too late, is it? Mm, absolutely. And I'm thank you ladies for doing what you're doing i think that aligning the frame and the spine and keeping all that in good working order and getting the nervous system flowing the way that it should is a major part you know i go with thomas edison the doctor of the future will give no medicine but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame in proper diet and exercise and in the cause and prevention of disease so we're all in this together yeah (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Uh, Ladies, we would love to hear what you thought of this episode. Please give us feedback on all of the the mediums as to which you're listening to this. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Women. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, underscore The Wellness Women. And we can't wait to be with you next week. Until then. Yeah, until then, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.